Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Master Your Coaching Biz podcast. And our guest today is Dinero Bertolini, and he is the founder of The Remote CEO, and he is an online entrepreneur, been at it for over a decade. So welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yes, absolutely. So I started in the online business world in 2012. I was selling Google Ads as a Google Premier Partner with a Canadian corporation. And so that's when I first discovered Google and the power of being on the first page of Google. And then since 2012, it's been 11 years. I went through selling it to actually implementing it and also implementing Facebook ads on Shopify stores, still at a corporate level. And then our company actually had a huge layoff. So I had no job and I decided to start getting clients for myself. I had this skill. And so sure enough, I started working on several different clients. In the meantime, I also sold on Amazon because I was like, hey, I can actually create my own products. But so long story short, I created a digital marketing agency. And initially, I was selling uh, monthly packages, right? The classic 998 for management or 2000 for management. Then when I realized that I could actually get a percentage of sales when I had bigger clients, that made so much more sense. And we created a funnel where we said, literally, you don't pay us until uh, we make money for you. And then we started getting more calls we could handle. And so we needed to actually figure out a way to um, get on the phone with the right clients, so actual big e-commerce stores. And so we did that. And sure enough, we set up these Google ads campaigns and Facebook ads campaigns, and we were taking a pretty big chunk. uh, So 10% of the total sales that were attributed to ads. And so I had to create a team. And that was my first. And so that actually takes me to the last part of my journey so far, which is the remote CEO where, you know, there was that tipping point where I was making great money uh, selling basically Google Ads management. But then now clients were asking me, can you help us build those remote teams that you have in the back end? And so sure enough, I was like, so I don't have to do any management work now after I close (laughs) a deal. I was like, that's awesome. I want to become a coach from that perspective. It made so much more sense. And so that's what I did. I created the remote CEO. We started in 2018, and since then, I've been helping hundreds of business owners create external, generally overseas, remote teams that can do the same exact things that an agency could, but of course, at a fraction of the cost, and you have so much more control over the people that are working in your team because they are on the same 
wavelength they believe in what you are working on and and they can make a difference because they're working with you you know 40 hours they're dedicated specialists working on your accounts instead of having you know to outsource that to an outside agency and so that's where we are now yeah okay so tell me um and the listeners like what are typical uh you kind of described why you had a outsource but what are like typical for uh, activities for coaches that they would outsource so coaches, just like I am basically a coach and a consultant right now, there are so many things like things, for example, silly as your email inbox, right? Like we do SEO and we are on a backlink uh, hunting journey since we've been for, for, for years now. And so we have tools, automation tools that send out 300, 400 messages a day. And so even if only 15% of those people reply, you can imagine how busy our inbox gets. And so initially it was just me going through, hey, like, thank you for the backlink. What do you want in exchange? Blah, blah, blah. Podcast interview or a shout out, whatever. I got to the point where I was like, I either become an SEO, you know, specialist for myself and that's it. Or I keep on doing my job, which is to coach other individuals. And so that's when I decided then to create an entire system to train virtual assistants on all these agency-like tasks. And so I owned an agency myself. And so I was like, why don't I just create a standardized module system where we just give the modules to our clients, we help them hire team members, and then all they need to do, the team members now, they just need to study those modules. And then within 90 days, everybody's on the same page. And so going back to your question, inbox, one thing, huge, any type of customer service, it doesn't require you to actually troubleshoot money related problems and anything else can be outsourced to them. Sending messages to uh, social selling. So we do a lot of social selling on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. We send out about, uh, like I was saying, about 300 through the automation, 300 in-person DMs on, on different social media platforms. I used to use a bot and I was like, oh, I'm just going to send automated messages. But people are much smarter than that. Like <laughs> after two or three messages, when someone asks you a question and the bot replies with a completely unrelated answer, <laughs> stop communicating with you. And so we realized I was like, I can actually pay someone and I can train this person for 10, 15 minutes a day for about three to five to sometimes 10 weeks, let's say, on how to answer FAQs. And so we have this one-off sheet, for example, where I was like, anytime that someone asks you a question you don't know, just come to me, I'll give you an answer. You write it down, and then we're going to create you know, different ways of you that you can answer these questions. Within two months, she was as nimble as I would have been on those chats. And people, you know, when I tell them, right, because people ask me the same question on a sales call, what can a VA do? And I'm like, do you realize that this is the very first time I've seen your face or talked to you? <laughs> like, you're like, what? Someone else was talking? I was like, yeah. And then, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, VAs can be an extremely helpful tool if you know how to train them. Most times people just hire a virtual assistant and they think, well, I just hired, it's just like, you know, you hire a plumber supposed to know what, you know, how to fix things. That's not the case. You are still the, you know, the boss, you're still the leader. You need to create these systems and make sure that they they learn. And then that's when you're going to see the best results. Okay. And so, and you said that you provide some of that in the modules, like some of the learning pieces? All the learning pieces. So anything that you would need, for example, if you're a coach and you're looking for social selling systems, okay? to sell on social media, like we said. We give you both training on the tools so that you're a virtual assistant 
can just learn from those training modules mm -hmm. and then operate the systems. And then we also give you the best practices, which are two different things, right? One thing is that you know how to use a CRM. If you know how to use Salesforce, that's great. Now, do you know actually how to create a full sales process? That's a bit of a different, you know, beast that you have to take care of. So that's the thing. First, we teach them how to use the software. And then we most times match even a virtual assistant that wants to specialize in sales, of course, will not probably enjoy working in, uh, you know, like in SEO or something like that. And so if someone is interested in sales, we teach them first before they get hired, we teach them all the, the systems. And then once they get hired into a business, like a coaching business, what we do is we come up with the offer and the system, uh, the sales process, and then we help you train the VA on that. I see. Okay. And what kind of a process is that? Like, what's the time length? When yeah, somebody says, ahead. you know what, I need a social selling, and yeah. they come to you, what, what happens? Yeah. So we have a three to five month range for all the different uh, sections that we have. So like we have a PR, for example, to get unlimited or ongoing PR in your business without hiring an agency. So that also is a system that's a bit different, of course, in social selling. So each one of these modules can be implemented in your business within a three to maximum five month range. Now, when I say that, I mean, like totally everybody trained on the same page and going, you know, full force, but you can start seeing results, honestly, within two weeks, even like all we need really like for social selling is create the, the scripts, the systems ready there. Uh, we just find the avatar, go in and help you start right, right away at 300 messages a day. You can book quite a few calls or even what we like to do to be fair is we like to just send people, give people the chance to give us their email first. And then the coach, for example, will nurture that lead. We find, of course, you probably know this, the no like, and trust factor. I mean, if I get into your DMs today, probably don't want to buy something from me the day after, right? And so we teach our clients also how to create these systems where you go from a hello to email. And then from email, you can start sending them contents and then you know, periodically, every couple of weeks, you can just have a quick, you know, check up in the chat. Hey, have you been getting my emails? Do you find them useful? If you ever have a question, let me know. We can add it uh, to our next week's, you know, email or something. And so having this back and forth from email and from DMs, it generally works a lot better than just going in with DMs and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I get a lot of emails and messages for people asking me for appointment setters. And yeah. I find it frustrating because it's just a lot, <laughs> but I see the, you know, the advantages of having somebody do the reach outs anyway and start the relationship, not so yeah. much asking, you know, everybody if they want to get in on an appointment. Um, yeah. Although I realize some people like that. Personally, I don't want to meet, you know, I don't want 25 appointments <laughs> in a week. That would kill, if I had 25 consults in a week, I think I would quit. Yeah. Um, no. It's just too much for me. But I do like that part of like reaching out, reaching out to start build that relationship. Uh, and then, yeah, get them into the, onto the email list, you know, an opt in or or even get them into a free training or something to start, you know, building up that no like and trust factor. Yeah, absolutely. I find that the the big problem with people that implement social selling the wrong way is that they only do the messaging and they don't do the nurturing or even the content creation. Like you have a podcast, I have a podcast, I have an Instagram page. I'm sure that you have other outlets as well and you're an active content creator. Mm -hmm. Some people think that as long as they send two, 300 messages a day, you're going to get results. But again, social selling's power is the fact that you can associate, you know, a face to the name and then to the message. 
I grew up in sales, like cold call. <laughs> that was my thing. Yeah. Two, 200 cold calls a day. I remember some days we were so exhausted. We had a list of about a hundred numbers that we knew did not pick up. And we had a target to hit like those 200 calls a day. And when you were exhausted, you were just like, okay, I'm just going to dial these 80 numbers that I know will not pick <laughs> up and wait for two minutes like that. And then, you know, like there's no such thing anymore. If I send a message and then I go to my, and you go to my profile and you see, I have a podcast, a new book came out. I have all these success stories. The profile also is optimized banner and everything. So that's the power of social selling. If you don't use that part, actually it looks very odd that someone with a profile that does not show anything really is sending you messages, getting on a book. Like, who are you? <laughs> you know, I, yeah. would not, I would not, I would not, I would definitely not get on the phone with them. But again, it's one tool in your arsenal and content creation is definitely going to give it a boost, if not completely activated, really. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So you have that that social selling side and then um, you said like, you know, email PR. management, I guess. Yeah. yeah, the big flagship products are the PR systems, the SEO and the social selling. Okay. So... PR, you know, I've been working in marketing for quite a bit and I've seen people spend over 10 grand a month on PR to get maybe like two or three articles posted every month, if that. And to me, that is completely insane. And I know that because, you know, I got in, sucked in the vortex of people who say, well, we will feature you on Forbes as, you know, top 10 coaches, just give me two grand or something. I, it was at the beginning. I was like, you know what? It sounds great. It's for my ego mainly because when people look at that article, they're probably going to be like, okay, this is definitely a sponsored uh, ad basically. Yeah. But long story short, all a real PR firm can bring to you is A, the connections with the newspapers, magazines, publications, and B, the ability to constantly keep in track, keep keeping track of who's, you know, writing a story and whatnot. With a few tools nowadays, you can not only, of course, do research on your own and find out who writes for what. And so you can make your own list of people to contact. Uh, but with social media, and a few other uh, tools that we use to uh, train our VAs, you can literally keep track of who's writing what. And so you really don't need any more like an agency. You can have your VA literally be right there at the right time, you know, pinging you and being like, hey, there's a story. You're looking for a business coach to talk about, I don't know, whatever. Right away, you can just write it. Not only that, what we do is we teach our clients to constantly create content. We, I, I write about, uh, 750 to a thousand words per day, whether it's a blog post or some training stuff that we do. And so we teach our VAs to actually go tap into your upcoming content and to see if there's any relevant points that reporters are looking for. And so mm -hmm. they can literally repurpose content that hasn't even been posted yet. And they will tell, just heads up, I used your, you know, thousand words that you wrote for here. Like I sent it to this reporter. And now you know. You know, in a way, you know, if it gets posted, well, great. Now I got featured. If it doesn't get posted, I'm going to repost. I'm just actually going to post it on my blog like I was supposed to already. And so you can create an entire PR system with one virtual assistant working not even full time, part time hours, which is about 350 bucks a month. Okay. I was going to ask you the ne that next because typically, you know, we don't start out with full time VAs, right? We're like, oh, we got to do, we take them for like this project or this area. And then we see like, we can add, probably add some things to make them more full time. 
So when looking at that, like, what do you suggest would be the first area and how many hours is part-time? Part-time is about 20 hours per week. Of course, every person is different. There's different types of VAs we work with. There's either agencies or matching websites where they just get one fee at the beginning to match you. And then you are on your own. Or if you have a good network, you can ask friends or other business owners if they know anybody and can just have that type of relationship. So it really depends uh, what part-time means to me for our systems is 20 hours per week and our VAs generally run for about uh, $4 an hour. So again, on a 30, 31 day month, you're probably spending $350 for that. Yeah. Uh, And that's totally reasonable. And I think doable for a lot of coaches, especially the newer ones. Absolutely. If people are interested in even checking out my book that's out, we I talk about that literally. I said in 2017, well, between 2016 and 2017, I had multiple problems with, with anxiety because I was working around the clock and I ended yeah. up at the hospital. And at that point, I literally had the doctor say like, you cannot do this. And so I was like, okay, now I have no choice but to find a way to do the same amount of work, but without working so many hours. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And so the very first thing that I did, it was just like set aside some money at that time was even less. I think it was $250 to get uh, my first part-time staff in Bulgaria, actually. Uh, and then from there, it, w- it was literally like uh, a guy that I met on link on Instagram. And he's like, I'm looking for some work. I can do VA work. And I was like, awesome. And so from there, I started this journey. Then I went with the Philippines and now I work on like 15 different countries, really. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So I can okay. So you wound up in the hospital because you were working so many hours. And I have to say, guys listening, please don't wait until you wind up in the hospital to do something about this. It's not fun. <laughs> I can yeah. <laughs> so kind of look at what you can do sooner rather than later. But so how tell me once you did start taking on a team, how did you kind of maximize what they could do for you? So there's a lot of trial and error involved. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I had like the best time in the beginning, but that's why honestly, people like me and you are such important, you know, parts of an entrepreneur's journey because people can learn from our mistakes, just like we eventually did learn from other people's mistakes. And so the first thing that I did was exactly the the, the opposite of what I was supposed to, which what I preach right now, which is I paid someone and I just said, okay, I'll see you in two, three, four days. And then he disappeared. And so of course that doesn't work because A, they're remote workers. So by definition, you don't know where they are, what they're doing. And so unless you're hiring someone that's totally devoted to you, to your business, and chances are people don't even know you yet. So honestly, that's also not an option. So you need to be there. You need to set the right expectations. So what happened after that is that I made a few mistakes, like I said, costly mistakes, and then that forced me to create systems. So first off, you want to really create it. Everything starts from your job posting, okay? If you have a job posting that says, you know, we are an amazing company, please come work with us. We're great. You're going to, everything is perfect. Like you're going to have a thousand people apply. A lot of these people will just apply because your job description sounds amazing. So what we do now is actually create very high, if you can finish your job posting, Mm -hmm. it means that really want this job. It starts with things like, okay, I don't like mistakes. We'll train you well, but we don't like mistakes. Sometimes we'll be asked to work extra hours or not even extra, but like, because our team is in 15 different time zones, I always Mm -hmm. say, 
Sometimes you may need to stay up until late at night or start very, very, very early. So also, if this is not for you, that's totally okay. And they go on through a list of like five or six very bad things. And then at the very end, it says, if you're still here, I want to let you know that I mentor and coach every single one of my employees as if they were my clients. Okay, so here's the the thing. My team members know that if they have a side hustle in the Philippines or trying to buy land, for example, I actually totally, totally coach, like I coach them exactly. I would coach one of my clients at a 500 in an hour rate, basically. And so when they get to that point, now they're like, okay, yes, I want to work with this person. And so everything starts from there. Then once you have them on an interview, of course, you, you keep on drilling those points, right? Like, you know, I love helping people, but I can't have people slow down my business. So if right. you want to be you know, you want to show up early in the morning. If you want to know more, you know, don't waste a day of my time. Show up early and tell me, can we do this before I start my day? I appreciate that type of mentality, right? And so one thing after the other, sometimes I even tell them, you know, I don't like to micromanage, but I will have to if you give me a reason to. And so <laughs> I put people in a mentality where I'm here to help them, but they also need to be very, very productive. And they appreciate it. Honestly, some people will quit after two, three years, but guess what? They would have probably quit anyway because they found another job or they opened the business. So what's important to me is that when they're working for me, they're totally bought in into what we're doing. Yeah. So I think that you kind of hit on something. So I think a lot of coaches are worried like that they have to do the management part, right? Like they have to manage them as if they would employees. Well, you know what? Life of an entrepreneur is... <laughs> it's a balancing. Them, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a balancing act. Like we want the help, but we don't really want to manage. But even I mean, if you hire an agency, you still have a certain amount of management that has to be thing. done. Here's the thing. Like I can tell you that I don't get on the phone with anybody unless they tell me that you're, they're okay with... Uh, uh, managing a team for 15 to 20 minutes a day. I'm not saying that you always be around. Honestly, I say micromanage to them just because it's kind of a joke. Like I literally build teams for a living. So I'm always on Zoom. But really, it's that 15 to 20 minutes every single day, especially in the beginning, so that they get a hang of what you were working on. Again, if they're sending messages, it's important that they, they, show you, hey, this person asked this question. We don't have it in the script. What am I going to do? I mean, like, that's the minimum, right? An agency does not do that for you, by the way, right? The agency will only speak to you every couple of weeks. If that, they will send you reports. Yeah. Uh, but again, you have almost no control over the sales process at that point. It's like, yeah, ads, they're there. But social selling and everything else, PR, like a PR agency will have to speak you know, on your behalf, and you probably still have meetings with them to tell them what you want to say, right? So yeah. these are things that you would have done anyway with an agency. The one factor that changes it all is that your team is much more nimble in the, you know, in adapting to sales processes and everything else. We do split tests for uh, sales messages every 150 messages, which means we do it twice a day. I don't get on the phone with them twice a day, but they know the first part of the day, what messages they need to send, the second part of the day, and then we get the reports. And so an agency will not be able to do that for you because they can't communicate on that, at that pace. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're actually coming to the end of our time. And I think this was really informative. And again, I would encourage our listeners to 
take action sooner rather than later. What would be the best way for them to to connect with you? Absolutely. So all my handles, uh, Instagram, well, I was saying Instagram and my website are both Deniero B and I can spell that for you. So it's D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B as in Bartolini, denierobartolini.com. And then my Instagram is Deniero B. If they go on denierob.com, they can get my book, Smart Business, Better You for free by just simply entering their email on the first banner they find on my website. Awesome. All right. That's our free gift for you guys. Thank you so much for for joining us today and for all the information. And guys, have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, Gennaro. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.